Bokertov, today's daf is daf Choftes, number 29 in Sukkah, daf Choftes. We learn again for a foreshling for Yosef Azriel ben Chaya Michal. Near the top of the page, about eight lines down where the, where the two dots are, Yarduk Shum. So we said if you're in the Sukkah and it starts to rain, you're Mitzdayer, and therefore you can leave the Sukkah. In fact, you're probably a fool if you sit there in the Sukkah too long. There's all kinds of stories about Hasidim or great rabbis who wanted to stay in the sukkah, but it depends on the situation. So, Tana, Misha Tizrachamekmishagarisin. So, the Mishnah said, What point may you leave the sukkah? If just it's drizzling a little bit and it's not really uh, bothering you too much, you don't have to leave the sukkah then. But from the time that the uh, porridge, your meal, starts to get spoiled, then you may leave the sukkah. So, the Brysa learned it's even from the time that uh, a bean porridge got spoiled. That's, that easily becomes um, spoiled more than other foods, let's say, than a steak or something of that sort. But at that point alone, if that starts to get spoiled, you can leave the sukkah. Rabbi was sitting in front of his Rebbe or Yosef in the sukkah. And the wind started to blow and ships started to fall from the schach. The wind caused the schach to sort of fall apart. And pieces of the schach fell into his food. Amlur Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef said, Penuli clear out my vessels from here. In other words, we're leaving the sukkah. The sukkahs, again, in those days were usually on the roofs of the flat roofs that they had. Move everything out of here. We're going back inside. The, the uh, food hasn't become spoiled yet. It's simply some chips are falling in, some pieces of uh, chips or little twigs are falling into our food, but it hasn't become spoiled. Omelay, so Rabbi Yosef answered the D. To me, keeping the need of the since I am very particular, right? We call an istinus, a person who's very particular and uh, very tidy and neat and clean, hygienic. It's for me, it's as if the food has become spoiled. Meaning it all depends on the individual. If a person is very, very particular and can't stand eating uh, when the food is slightly uh, soiled or dirty or whatever, uh, then it's, uh, he's entitled to leave. In fact, Rashi says that Rabbi Yosef was, was from the most particular people, the most istinous kind of people, uh, very delicate. The Tanya of Perakar Rabbi Rashi says, there are three people whose lives aren't lives. In other words, because of the way they live, it's very difficult for them. Harachmanim, people who are too merciful. They're merciful in everybody, you know, like they give everything away. Oh, this guy might need something, give everything away. Harachmanim, people who easily anger. Va'anine adas, and the people who are very um, particular uh, and very dainty and very uh, careful. She'enim yichom lizbol shum davramiyas. They can't handle anything uh, which is repulsive. Anything repulsive, oh, I can't handle it. Rabbi Yosef said, unfortunately, I have all those three qualities, uh, that they were uh, too merciful, too angry, and too delicate. We find many times that there were great rabbis who, were, who had a temper. We had a temper and they had to control themselves. And that was one of the lessons we learned, how it's possible to control yourself, count to ten, put on your anger coat, whatever it, whatever it takes to... Uh, to re, 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 to repeal the anger, you know, or uh, to assuage the 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 your your feelings that uh, starting to get angry and get angry, etc., etc. So, um, 
some of the things that make people angry is when they go to shul, right? And they, they're upset about things. So uh, sometimes it's better not to go. Tanarabanan, Hayochel Basukkah. person was sitting in the sukkah of Yardik Shem and started to rain Viyaret. And he went, left the sukkah. He went down from the, su- the, the rooftop sukkah down to his house. So he doesn't have to go back. In other words, even if somebody says, well, it stopped raining, you can go back down. But I just sat down in the middle of the fish over here. What do you want from me? He doesn't have to go. And once he's allowed to leave the sukkah, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to retreat back into the sukkah until let him finish his meal. And after the meal, if it stopped raining, he can go in there and sleep. Similarly, if he was sleeping in the sukkah of Yarek Shem and started to rain, couldn't sleep, the rain was falling on him, and he left the sukkah, we don't make him go back up to the sukkah or until it becomes light again. The simple meaning here is, if once he goes to sleep at night, he doesn't have to say, well, in the middle of the night he woke up for some reason, let me check if it's raining or not. No, stay in bed until the morning. So or there's with an aleph until it becomes light. Or maybe it means, not with an aleph, but with an eye until he wakes up. Words, once he goes to sleep, it's raining, comes down and says he goes to sleep. He doesn't have to be woken every five minutes to see if it stopped raining. If he wakes up and it stopped raining, maybe then he should go up to the sukkah even in the middle of the night. So is that what it means until he wakes up? Oh, or or until it becomes light. Maybe that's the meaning over here. But it doesn't become light. So does it, is it or with an ayin, meaning until he wakes up? Whenever he wakes up, he should go back into the sukkah if it stopped raining. Or does it mean, no, let him stay in bed until the morning. Toshma. Let's bring a proof from this b'raisa. It says he can stay in bed if he came in because of the rain until it gets light or there was Amur HaShachar. Now, Tarti, the Gemara says, how could there be both? Amur HaShachar means what? When it starts to become light, Yeor means it's much lighter. That's later on. So which one is it? Rashi says, It's pretty light outside, like Netzachama. Before that, so how could it be? It, it's which one does he have to wait for? Does he have to wait for Amar Shachar or wait for it gets very very light? Means this until he wakes up and Amar Shachar, and he says, no, so he doesn't have to get back up until both. So the question was, what was Ye or was he here with an olive or with an eye? And apparently, it's with an eye, but even so. He says, until he wakes up and waits for Amr Shachar. He doesn't have to wait until it gets light outside. Yeor means until he wakes up. And if he wakes up, he doesn't wake up. If he wakes up at 2 in the morning before Amr Shachar, he doesn't have to go out. But if he wakes up at 2 in the morning, Amr Shachar now is around 4.10 locally here. Uh, so once he wakes up uh, and it's Amr Shachar, then he should go back into the sukkah. So he said if it rains and, and he's in the sukkah, it's like God is rejecting our mitzvah. We're doing the mitzvah sukkah, and God's saying, we don't want you. So the Gemara Mishnah said, it's like an Eved who's pouring some wine, a, a wine or cup of a drink for his master. And he poured it on his face. So what does that mean now? Who, who, who's pouring on who? So, do we mean that the way the Eved's doing the mitzvah, it's like, eh, he's not doing it with such good kavana. And the way he does it, it's like if he's spitting in the master's face, like pouring in his face. Or does it mean, in other words, the, mitzvah, the very mitzvah that he's doing is not such a mitzvah, men mufhar. And therefore, that's what we mean by here. It's like an Eved who's not doing the mitzvah properly. It's as if he's, instead of pouring, pouring for the master, he's like spilling it on him. The shuffle up, he's spilling it on his face. Or 
is the rain like God is spitting in our face, right? We're sitting in the sukkah and God's throwing rain in our face. Which one is it? What's the example? The idea is the same, that God does, is rejecting our overtures of doing a mitzvah. But how is, uh, who is, what, what is the example? Is the example when he says, we're, so to speak, doing a poor mitzvah as if we're throwing it in God's face? Or does the rain, a symbol that a God's spitting in our face? Tashma, the Tanya, if his master, uh, it says, it's a uh, the master spilt, spilt, it, spilt it. See, from the mission, it just says, and he poured it on his face. Who poured on who? The Bryce says, The master spilt the, uh, the uh, jug of water on his face. So it means that the example is, is that God is, 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 is sending it. We're doing the mitzvah, and God is pouring water in our face as if to say, I'm not happy with your service. I'm not happy with what you're doing. Now, this is a little difficult tomorrow because today we know astronomy. We can predict exactly when eclipses and, and other astronomical effects are, can happen. But uh, it either refers to cases where you could, it was unpredictable. We don't have cases like that today. But uh, when it was unpredictable, it was taken as a sign of displeasure of God. If the sun is eclipsed, it's a bad, bad sign for the world. Uh, call him for the whole world. What's a comparable to? It's comparable to a king, an earthly king. Made a big feast for his for his servants. He left them a panas. What's a panas? A lantern. Rashi, two lines before the lines get wide, before the lines get wide. Rashi, three lines before they get wide. He says, lantirna, right, Michael? Like, uh, what was the other word the other day, Michael? Morsels, right? Morsels. Uh, uh, morsels, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. morsels, yeah. This is by the way, I, I was looking into this a while back uh, because you can't use, um, I guess, a word or whatever it is on the computer. It's not allowed to use apostrophe uh, um, quotation marks or whatever you call it, quotation marks. Uh, the two little symbols there in titles and things like that, the file titles, whatever. So where do you have those two little things? You see Rashi over here, three lines, uh, three lines before lines get wide. So he does a lot. Of you see it with a little coast. When where do you have that in the um, uh, the two the two the two little lines, right? What we call a quotation mark, not an apostrophe. Apostrophe is one mark, right? The quotation marks. I don't know what other word you use for it. Other quotation marks, but here it's only one. It, it's only you know quotation marks is usually two two uh, two sets of two uh, a set of. One set of two, another set of two. Here it's one set of two. But where do you have that in Hebrew? So usually you have it either where it's an abbreviation, an acronym, right? An acronym. Af al pi, uh, you know, I aleph, uh, I in pay, right? And you have a quotation mark that shows you that it's a that it's an abbreviation. You also have it in the Gemara whenever it's a foreign word, right? Lantira. When Rashi says that, it means he's telling you that it's a foreign word. It's not part of uh, it's not Aramaic or Hebrew. It's a foreign word. That's why he has it with that. And the other one was when it's a date, like Tufshin Pe'alef, right? Tufshin Pe'alef. You write Tufshin Pe'alef. Why do you have it that way? Why do they put the quotation marks? To show you that we're talking about a date. We're talking about the number, you know, the number, Tufshin Pe'alef, 5781, as opposed to the word Tashpa, right? To show you that it's not a word. So I find that there's three cases where you have it when it's a foreign word, when it's a regular abbreviation, or when it's a date, when, you, when it's trying to tell you, don't read the word as a word, it's, uh, 
it's a special thing over here. We're talking about a day. I guess in all three, the three things in common is that it's not a regular Hebrew word. And all, you can have that all three of those things are in common. Anyway, that's just as a side point. Tanya, uh, Ramey Romer. So we said, uh, so what was the example? Uh, the exa- I'm sorry, I missed the line. Wait, we, we're, what was the example of the, uh, of the God uh, eclipsing the sun? It's an example with a king who made a suitor for his, for his uh, servants and he left them a big lantern with light. Kos, we're at the end of the second of the wide lines of the Gemara. Kos, he got angry in the middle of Omer Lavdo and he told the servant, take away the light, take away the lantern. Let him sit in the dark. I'm angry at them for something that they did. That's, so to speak, what the eclipse is. The eclipse is like that. Hashem eclipsed the sun to show, I'm taking away the light now. I'm angry at you. What are the Maoris? He mentions the sun. The Maoris, Rashi says, are the other heavenly bodies that give off light, like the moon, which, does, of course, doesn't give its own light, but it still reflects light, and the stars. So whenever these uh, luminaries, whenever these heavenly um, um, bo- bodies that give off light, whenever they are eclipsed, also, Simon Rallus, that's a bad sign for the Jews. Simon so is a way of saying for the, for the Jews. Why? Nation Mulad saying because Jews are inured to to uh to Marcus. we normally get malchus we, we we whenever it's a bad sign it's a bad sign for the jews because Jew, we're always the ones who suffer why is that so Marshall, it's example of sofa shabalabay said for the 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 uh, teacher came to school the teacher malamit tanokas comes to school for a with a whip in his hand me dog who's concerned me shiragalukos i'm the one who gets it every day meaning the forshim say marshall says here because who gets it not the poor student who's not nothing is expected of him it's the good student, the good student who's smart, but is a bad boy, right? Who doik? He's the one who's worried because he's the one who's, who should know better, and he doesn't do good. So he's the one who's always punished. The same thing with the Jews. The guy you may don't know, but we know. We know what to do, and we're still bad. We're the ones who get punished. So that's a bad sign when the, uh, let's say, when the moon, when there's a lunar eclipse. When the sun is eclipsed, it's a bad sign for the Goyim. Levanaloka, when the <coughs> when the moon is eclipsed, Simon is bad for the Jews. Why? We count according to the moon. So this, the moon the moon is our symbol. If the if the, if the lunar, if there's a lunar eclipse, that's a bad sign for the Jews. Of the Khamalaka, the, the Goyim count only by the sun, and therefore Christians count only by the sun. Therefore, when the sun is eclipsed, it's a bad sign for them. The Mizrach. If, <coughs> if it eclipsed in the morning when the sun is in the east, Simon Ralashmus is a bad sign for those who live in the east. The Marov, if it if it's eclipsed when it's in the west, then it's a bad sign, Simon Ralashimara. But Emsa, if <coughs> it's eclipsed in the middle of the day, the Emsa Rakia Simon Ralachalam is a bad sign for everybody. If the face of the sun is reddish, then Cherbom is a sign that sores will come. It's a sign of blood. Uh, so, so, so it looks like blo- if it's blood, bloody red, then it's a sign of, of swords, a sign of war. Lasak, if it's dark, like a sock, sackcloth, which is made from a goat's hair, which is more dark, then then arrows of pangs of hunger are coming to the world. It's a sign of famine, because when people are hungry and famished, their faces turn, their faces turn black. Lazu if it's if the face of the sun looks both reddish and black, then it's all bad. Both war and famine will come to the world. Look at the so if, it, if the uh, sun is eclipsed, the Knisasa Rashi says this means as it enters its sheath, meaning at the end of the day. So if it, enter, if, if it starts to, if it becomes eclipsed, Rashi says when it rests, that's a sign that uh, Puranus Shoah, that the, the uh, 
the troubles, the, the punishment that's going to come, the heavenly punishment, will not come right away. Because, like, so to speak, it's why? It's like the end of the day. Wait until the end of the day to show it's, it's being eclipsed. That's a sign also it's going that the, that the uh, punishment will tarry, will wait a little bit. But see, also, when its sun comes out in the morning, remember, as soon as it came out, it was eclipsed. That's the sign that the punishment is going to come quickly. Some say the other way around. It's exactly the opposite. Rashi explains that if, if, if in the evening it got eclipsed, then the Purnas will come right away. It's a sign that there's not much time left. There's not a lot of time left in the day. And if it, if the, it was eclipsed in the morning, that shows there's plenty of time, so that maybe the Purnas will, will be delayed and won't come right away. There's no nation that gets punished by God whose guardian angel is also not punished. With all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment on them. In other words, what gods? There's no real gods, but there's guardian angels on behalf of each nation. They will also be punished. But when the Jews are good, when we do God's will, we don't have to be afraid of anything. Pasuk says, Komar Hashem, so says God, El derech goyim al talamdu. Do not learn the ways of the goyim. El says Hashemayim al techatu, and don't be afraid of these signs. You know, we say all the simonims and engrossin aronim. You know, all simonim are all fools. In other words, if you're a good boy, you don't have to be concerned about these various signs. This eclipse, that eclipse. Keichatu agoyim heim. The goyim will be afraid of that. Of the that's the end of the pasuk. Of the of the chav michatu, they will be afraid. Then Yisrael chatu. But the Jews don't have to be afraid. Don't have to tremble and fear from these signs because they mean nothing if the Jews are good. Tanava b'shvil abad varm chamaloka. There are four things that cause the sun to be eclipsed. And Rashi says over here, lo shamati tamadavar. I don't know what I never heard a reason for that. In other words, what's the connection between these four things that we're going to say and the eclipse? We don't know. Again, it's hard to understand this in terms of the astronomy that we understand today. So, if the, uh, the chief judge uh, of the Jewish community dies and it's not properly eulogized, that's a sign that we have no respect for Torah. If a, uh, a young girl who's married, who's, who's betrothed and is being raped and nobody comes to her aid, and for homosexuality, for those, that's another reason why eclipses come, in other words, and people, the, the community does not stop it. And for two brothers who die at the same time, for terrible things like these, all these terrible things, that's why there are solar eclipses. And again, Rashi says he doesn't know what the connection is. For four other things, the other uh, luminary bodies, like the moon and the stars, uh, become eclipsed. Al Kosve Flaster, people who write forgeries. They forge people's names onto documents. That's outright stealing. Vamida Eda Sheker, and people who give false testimony. and people who grow small animals in Israel. And we, and we talk about that many times. The problem with that is that, that they graze in other people's fields, they run around. And for cutting down good trees, even cutting down your own trees. God gave us trees from which we can enjoy their fruits. And for people who cut down fruit-bearing trees, uh, that's a terrible sin for which uh, uh, there will be eclipses. And for four other reasons, for four other terrible, for other sins, the uh, assets of the wealthy people are given over to the king. People who have, they've given out loans, 
and the loans have been repaid. They issued receipts, but they kept the original IOU, the original loan document they kept in their possession so they can collect later on again. So because of that, they lose their assets. God, so to speak, says, you're going to take other people's assets. I'll take away your assets. While Malave is people who lend money for with uh, usury, right? They take usury. Rashi says, and Rashi says over there that's, uh, that uh, Shvor Malka gives money to the poor. So the same way that if you lend your money out for rebit, you can say it'll be gathered for the poor. In other words, your money will be taken away and given to the king who distributes it to the poor via social um, social benefits, I guess, right? Wealthy people, Rashi says, the wealthy, the, the powerful people in the community, even in those days, were the wealthy people. They're, they command respect, people are afraid of them, and they were in a position to scold and uh, admonish the people uh, to do properly, and they don't. They, they had the ability, right? They had the supply, so to speak. They could, they could, uh, they could scold the community, and they didn't. This is a common thing. People pledge big money to Tzedakah, uh, you know, and they make the appeal, but they never give it. So because of those four reasons, their monies are taken away and confiscated and given to the government. Um, for four reasons, other for four other reasons, do people lose their assets and they are confiscated by the uh, government treasury? People who say they delay giving their pay. People say, "I need my paycheck." Boss, can you give me my paycheck? I'll have it tomorrow. You know, he keeps pushing him, pushing him off. That's kovshei sacher. Val Oshke Sachs are those who oppress the payroll, those are people who don't pay it at all. Then they don't just delay it, Legamri, they just they just don't pay what the they they're stealing the wages of the of the their workers. People who uh who relinquish their obligation and they say let somebody else do it. It's like say, I'm I'm not if if one person doesn't want to pay his taxes, so somebody else will have to make it up for him. Valgas is a ruch and for arrogance. Vagasaruch can I kulam. Arrogance is the worst of all, and that causes that's the, probably the cause of a lot of them, and that's uh, that's the equivalent of all of them. Because of their their wealth, they think they're better than everybody else, and because of that arrogance, they will eventually lose, and they'll have to give up their assets and give them. To, they'll be confiscated by the government. By humble people, it says, the those who are humble, they will uh, inherit the world. They will inherit the land. This angol rov shalom, and they will rejoice on on, on amongst uh, among uh, abundant peace. They will have great peace. So these are important lessons, even though we don't understand their effect on the uh, on the um, eclipses. But certainly, these are things to remember. The bad things that the eclipses could lead to. These are certainly things for us to remember. Han lachayashen. So until now, the first two prakim we've been talking about the mitzvah of sukkah. Mitzvah of sukkah says chagah sukkah tasulacha. Remember, we had a machlokus. Rabbi Lezer said it's got to be your own sukkah. We don't hold that way. Like the rabbis, you can be also with anybody's sukkah, right? However, even the chachamim said tasulacha doesn't have to be yours. However, it can't be stolen, right? We had that back on Chavzayin Beis a couple of days ago, right? Miboyle lemutekzul can't be stolen, right? Now we're going to talk about a lulav. We're next the next two three two prakim. We're going to talk about uh, the various uh, elements of the lulav. The lulav, we know that there's four different things. There's lulav and esrog and adasim and ashanas, right? So this, this parak is talking about lulav aguzel, right? Next, in the last two prakim, we're going to come out aravos and the nisachamayim, which are 
learned out they're not the favorites in the Torah. But we know Chag HaSukas Tas Lechaz the favorites in the Torah. And Ulkachtam Mechem Bayom Arishon Priyat Sadar, you should take Priyat Sadar, that's the Esrog. Kapos Tamarim, the palm branches, that's the Lulav, right? And it says what? Lachtam Mechem Bayom Priyat Sadar, Kapos Tamarim, right? What else does it say, Michael? Ba'arve um, Nochal, that's afterwards, right? Arve Nochal. And what's the rest of the Pasuk? You know, the Pasuk in front of us, right? We'll see. Creates Hadar, Kapos Tamarim, Anafet Savos for Arve Nochal. Good. Avarev Savos, that's Adasim, and Arve Nochal is Shanas, or the Aravas, which are Shanas. So, that, that, those four different parts, but it's all considered, you know, you take the Lulav. We bench Lulav, meaning for all parts. You have to have all four, four parts of the mitzvah, but you have to have them all together. So, first we're going to talk about the Lulav. We're going to talk about each one individually. First, we're going to talk about the Lulav. Lulav Agosel. It's stolen. Or Yavesh, or if it's dried up puzzle. Pusik says that Kelivandeu, you have to have an, something nice. It's got to be done nicely in the proper way. So if it's if it's stolen or if it's dried up, either way it's puzzle. Puzzle means you're not Yose with it. Okay. We're gonna talk more about that. Let's say the other ones. Let's say let's say it's from an Ashera tree, or from Iranidachis, which also a city in which most of the people did uh, Avodah and there and everything in the city, the people are killed, and everything in the city is burnt to a crisp. Also, that's puzzle. Why are those things puzzle? Why shall Hashem Shalim Dachas or puzzle? So Gemara will explain because as if they're not here anymore, it's missing in the shear. Remember, shear and chatzitzin and machitz are all Sinai. We mentioned it several times. We had it yesterday's Gemara also. These are the raisa. So there's a certain shear. The lulav has to be a certain amount. We'll see. It's got to be four tefachim high. So if it's an Asherah tree, which is supposed to be burnt, or, or an Eredach, it's, to, it's as if it's gone. It's not, it doesn't have the shear. That's what's lacking in it over here. Niktam Rosho. Here we're looking at number 154 on page 52 in the illustration book. Illustration number 154. You don't need a real illustration to picture this. If the top has been cut off, right? Or Nifritsu Olav, or the, uh, its um, leaves have become detached from the stem. This is 155. So it looks like a broom now. It's just stuck. To you you hold it together with some material, even if you hold it together with a lulav thing. But the point is that the leaves are detached now, and now it's just like a like a like a broom. Um, puzzle also no good. Nifduav. Let's say the the leaves are attached to the stem, but they've spread apart. That's kosher. You should put them together. So this is one fifty six. Nifduav is one fifty six on the right side. And Rabbi Yudah's point is you should tie them together. In other words, if the leaves are spreading apart a little bit, but they're still attached to the stem, that's okay. Rabbi Yudah says you should tie them together. Sinehar uh, Barzel. What about branches, palm branches from Hara Barzel? That's Iron Mountain, not the one in New York State, but Iron Mountain near, near, in Yerushalayim, near Yerushalayim. These are very, they're very small leaves. And this is number 157 on page 53, Sinehar Barzel. So he says that's kshavers. They are kosher, even though there's some. Uh, they're not maybe minamufchar, but they are kosher. Tomorrow we'll talk more about this. Also, Rashi says kshavers luleven shalom ba'afpisha even though they're very small leaves. They don't go all the way up. You see that they go. There's small leaves there. They they don't go all the way up like a regular lulav. They're still kosher. Lulav sheish bo shloshet if a lulav has three tefachim, kedelen anebo, so that you could shake it a little bit, kosher. The Gemara will explain it's three tefachim plus enough to eliminate, meaning the adas um, and the rabbis also have to be three tefachim, so, and the lulav has to rise at least a tefach above that, so when you shake it, that's visible above the adas uh, and the rabbis. 
Let's go back to the first line in the Mishnah. Lulav agazol yavish pasul. Kapasiv hatani. We learn loshna biyantav rishon. The Mishnah doesn't say the difference between which day biyantav it is. And there are seven days of 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 sukkahs. The first day it says lokach mochem bayom harishon. The mitzvah of the mitzvah of sukkah is all seven days. You're not allowed to eat on the sukkah. There's a mitzvah he said to eat in the sukkah the first night. But there's a mitzvah of sukkah all seven days to live in the sukkah and sleep in the sukkah. If you don't want to eat, don't eat. Or if you want to eat just a drink or have a fruit, you could have that out of the, outside of the sukkah. Or the case when you're part of the sukkah, if you're on the road, as we learned, <coughs> if you're on your way to do a mitzvah, all that's fine. But there's still a mitzvah of sukkah all seven days. If you're home and you have a sukkah, you're supposed to sleep in the sukkah and eat in the sukkah all seven days. You can't eat outside of the sukkah, so there's a mitzvah all seven days. The mitzvah of lulav, which means esrog also and the adasmaros, is only the first day. On the first day, midaraisa. Okay, but the mission does make a difference between the first day and the other days, which are only drabon and zechel and migdash that we take to live the other days. Kapasikani, the mission says, "Lulav because we have pasul loshno yantavish loshno biyantavish." Not the things of the first day yantavish or the other days. Yantavshen here is not yantavshen shel galios because yantavshen of galios has the same halacha as yantavish. And we know even if it's midgav of a saint but the mitzvah is the same. So just like it's considered the rice on the first day in New York, it's considered the, like the rice on the second day too. We're talking about yantavshen means to us the other days of sukkah, not the first day, the last six days or the last eight days in in uh, in Golis. So kapasik v'tani loshna biyantav rishon, right? Loshna biyantav rishon, but loshna biyantav sheni. What did I say? The eight days I said in the, uh, the other days of sukkah in in Golis. It's really also only um, it's really five days, right? Because the first two days are yantav, and then you have five days, including including Hashanah Rabbah. Some chastovos are already considered shmini. It's just like a separate mitzvah. So anyway, we're talking about the five days. We're talking about the other days. It means the other days of of sukkah when it's not a doraisa. So kabbas is going to loshon bishlam yavesheni. It doesn't make any difference. You can't use the lulav gazva yavesh pasul. So bishlam yavesh, I understand. Harder bina, you need a, a, a pretty one. You need a nice looking uh, lulav. So you can't have one which is dried up, even if it's a drabanan. Even though chalamoy, let's say sukkah, it's only a mitzvah drabanan to take the lulav. Fine, but it's still even drabanan. You have to have a nice one. Veleka, exactly what was going on. All the all halachas, even the even the drabanan halachas. Veleka el gazel, but if it's stolen. I understand. But on the other days of Yantif, right, or Chalamoy, Amilo, why can't you use a stolen Lulav? It's a pretty one. It does it fulfills that Kali Vandeu. Why can't you use a stolen one on the other days? Amilo. Because this is a mitzvah who, who came about only because of an Aveira. It was stolen. And that's no good. Is that the rice or drabonan? That's the discussion we had. Shenemar, the Pusky brings down a Pusky in Tanakh. Shenemar, Vavesem, Guzzle. If you bring a carbon to me, something which is stolen, Vesapisech, or something which was lame, handicapped, Vesachola, or a sick one, right? Would I like that? Would you bring that to a, to a king? Would you bring it something like that? Something like that? Why does he say guzzle first and then piseach? He could have just said chola or anyone. He says no piseach. Guzzle to me piseach. Guzzle is similar to piseach. Ma piseach less Just like somebody who's handicapped, lame, born without a foot or whatever, is per, it's a permanent injury. Af guzzle less If it's stolen, also has no takana. If you stole it, you can't use it. So we're saying over here now, even though it fulfills, there's no problem of lachem the other days of sukkahs because the mitzvah of lulav is lachem is only the first day. What's the problem in bringing and using a stolen lula of the other days of, of Sukkot, like Cholomoed? The problem is it's Mitzvah Baba Veira. 
Loshnar lifnei yish, right? Before yish, if you stole from somebody, even though he hasn't given up hope, loshnar lachri yish, even if he's given up hope already. So bishlam lifnei yish, before he's given up hope, adam ki The pasuk over there talking about you can't bring a carbon from something that was stolen or lame or sick. Okay, it doesn't make any difference. Says you can't don't bring a carbon like that. So bishlam, if the guy hasn't given up on it, says adam ki akrimi kem Hashem says if you bring your carbon, velavdi, it's not yours. You stole it. But if the other person you stole it from has given up, let's assume he did a shinui also, and he's given up, it's not his anymore. How can you be your opponent? So why can't you bring a carbon, even if it was stolen, if the guy's, the guy's given up and it's not his anymore? The answer is because it's a mitzvah which came about only because you did an avera, and therefore, and that is no good. So, again, we, we back at the Tosas, we mentioned the other day, Tosas and Daftas says, this is a drabonan. This is not a doraisa. Here you're bringing a pasuk from Tanakh, so it's like an asmachta. It's a mitzvah bababera. This answers the question of the, the Tosas raised back there and that we discussed on Dafchav Zion when we said, even according to Rabbanan, not like Rabblezer who says that it's got to be your sukkah. Talk about the sukkah. It's got to be your sukkah. Don't say, no, it's not for you. You can use somebody else's. You can eat in somebody else's sukkah on, on sukkah like we do. So what does Lachat teach me? Oh, it can't be a stolen one. That's what it's for. I. Mitzvah Baba Veira. What do I need a Pusik for? It's a Mitzvah Veira. So Tos over there said, okay, maybe Mitzvah Veira is a Drabaran. This is an Isra Doraisa. Over here, Tis Tos is over here is Mashma, that it's a Tos here and Daflamid is Mashma, that it's a Doraisa. Mitzvah Veira is a concept which is a Doraisa. It's not Drabaran, it's a Doraisa. So if that's the case, for Tos to ask, for example, what about in the prayer of we said, Lachem Shalchemotzi is a Shavas a Guzzel. Why does it say a Shavas a Guzzel? If it's a, a guzzel, is eliminated because of mitzvah of Oh, that's to exclude Shaul. That's to tell me that it's, if it's borrowed. In other words, by uh, lieu of the first day, it can't be borrowed. If somebody, if you borrow it, he has to give it to you. It has to be yours. Uh, it, it, it says, It's got to be yours. Oh, so that eliminates Shaul. If it's borrowed, you can't borrow somebody else's. If you borrow it, he has to give it to you, and then you give it to him back. You gi- he gifts it to you, and you gift it to him back. That's when it comes to a lulav. What about, but why does it say to exclude gazul and to exclude shaul? Shaul, I understand. What about gazul? Gazul is eliminated because of mitzvah baba veira, if this is a concept of raisa, if that's what the Gemara means to say over here. Sanachami says it's only because of shaul, not because of gazul. Gazul is limited because of mitzvah baba veira. Okay, but if it's doraisa, what do I need a pusik by? If the concept of mitzvah baba veira is a doraisa, what do I need a pusik? Of Chagasukos Tasalacha to eliminate Gazul. It's by, by, by the Sukkah, not by Lulav. Here we're talking about Lulav, but back before we were talking about Sukkah, what if, if Mitzvah Babera is Doraisa? So that's a country. You can't use one that, you can't use something which is stolen. You can't do a mitzvah that way. So why do we need a Pasuk of Lacha to eliminate a stolen Sukkah, even according to the rabbis? So the Mepharshim say that it could be like this Mitzvah Babera is a mitzvah. You, if you stole it, you can't use it. But if you stole it, can somebody else use it? Maybe yes. So there, ah, so maybe yes. So if it would be because of Mitzvah Aveira, the person who did the Aveira, he can't use it. That's improper. But if somebody else used it, somebody else says, oh, uh, he didn't know. Can I use your sukkah? Yeah, you can use the sukkah. But if it's stolen, okay, he could also use it. He didn't do an Aveira. He didn't do the Aveira himself. But Lacha tells me, no, it can't be stolen at all. That's what can't be stolen at all, that even, even somebody else can't do it. Because the Mitzvah Aveira could be could be, not according to everybody, could be, that only eliminates the person who did the Aveira, but other people could be Yotze with that, with that item that was stolen. Right? It comes like, no, 
even if it was stolen by Ruvain, Shimon cannot use it for the mitzvah. That could be why we need the Pusik by sukkah. In any case, a sukkah that's stolen cannot be used, and a lulav that's stolen cannot be used, either because, like we say, the Gemara says, mitzvah vavera, or on the first day, it's uh, because it's lachem. And even though the person you stole from might have given up, etc., etc., it's still mitzvah vavera, and therefore you can't use it. All right, we'll pick it up from here tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem, and continue the discussion of mitzvah vavera. Have a good day, everybody.